I, I'd oh. prefer if you didn't. Okay, we are um, we're coming up on the intro now. Oh right, I'm supposed to protect my hearing. Bye, tell. Bye. Don't don't actually die. Bye bye. We'll miss you. That's a lie. Lie detector determined that. My sarcasm meter's <laughs> off the scale. Okay, I'm gonna. Here come intro. Kept company by the ambient light of his 3D printer. In a second here. It's getting dark. God damn it, Tal! Put that away. Even when Tal isn't present, he's a major distraction. I just. Uh, it just like every event after saying I should leave, I'm gonna be a distraction. Well, the, I'm gonna has sit to being distracted. I'm gonna sit here, but I would probably be a distraction. Proceeds to be a distraction in the next five minutes. to the podcast minus one very opinionated bull. <laughs> Tal is not feeling so it's, well so today. So yeah, that's going to be a short cast. The, the, <laughs> so mad, the mad cow is swollen up. A very chill, very short cast for the next <laughs> 30 to 45 minutes or so. <laughs> I, uh, feel, I feel like it's going to be like a story. Ah, I agree with that. So do I. <laughs> like, man. Whoa, whoa, guys. Can I? Can we just? Can I just agree with you for one second? <laughs> Are you saying that you feel like we come to a bit more of a rapid consensus? <laughs> uh, I, I mean, we're all pretty like amicably like. No, after you. <laughs> it's we have Canadian arguments like. No, please tell me your point first. Well, that that the um the intro is basically you or I thinking of something to blurt out and then acknowledging the other before <laughs> amicably screaming into a microphone. <laughs> For a second, I th- you took a sip from that and disgust. It's the upstairs ghosts. The sex ghosts? <laughs> What's wrong? Did you get like shit in your eye? Yeah, stuff fell on me like legitimately. <laughs> oh no. Spice is falling. Like this podcast is literally falling apart. Like <sighs> that one. That's why Maybe I was making sure to go house. in my water. Like, I uh, mean, we still need to do something about looking like we are podcasting from an abandoned basement somewhere. And yeah, I just like, by the way, it, I don't know. I'm fucking weird. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, it's I part know. of our mystique. It has been for years. Our mystique. Anyway. It, all, it, for what? The like, what? Seven to ten years now? I don't no, know. How long have we been? A long time. Seven to for the years. forever we've been podcasting now, it's always been in some variation of Tal's basement. <laughs> Tal's living space. Yeah, minus the apartment, but uh, always some variation of of Tal's, like... Well, yeah, we started, we literally started the podcast in his bedroom, which used to be in the basement. Man, crowding around that That, that, desk in that tiny-ass desk. Ramped room. 
Yeah, that's how. And now look at us. We've hit the big time of not being monetized <laughs> and the... big time of oh, sorry broadcasting in a room. There we go. Um, but yes, in it a is. Big room. It is. Uh, it is Thursday, March seventh. Lousy smart. And I am Vox. I am Roland. And I'm. Hang on. There Dead. we go. I'm Adam. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, it's uh, it's been another wonderful week. Oh, we are here. It's been beautiful. Yeah, it's. Uh, we're all breathing, in case you were wondering. <laughs> so <laughs> it's not fri- as frigidly cold outside as it's been lately. It's definitely frigid. That's yeah. Hopefully, we'll start seeing some of the warmer shit showing up. I mean, it was pretty warm today. Yeah, it was like minus six. It's been, yeah, something like that. It's been kind of nice. Outside. Not minus thirty. Yeah, fuck minus thirty, especially over fucking night. My last run of night shifts, they're just the fucking minus 40 at night, having to go get food. You're like, I don't want to leave the fucking building. Stop it. Yeah, that's like a bring only extraordinarily hot things for lunch. Yeah. I've I've been working from home so hard, like, the last month. And the great thing is that is my, my manager is basically like, yeah. yeah uh, you do that. Yeah, yeah, you do that. I mean, I get it. Like, if it's gonna be that awful, like, like yeah. it's been it's been so cold. Harvard does not care what, how cold it is outside, and it's I would, like, nope. I will not subject my parents to that kind of weather. So I've just been working from home, so that I can just walk my dog. Yeah, so you can just watch him, right? <laughs> it's like, yeah, because it's it's. Yeah, no bueno. Yeah. <laughs> no bueno at all. No, no, no. no. It kind of gets to the point where you're just like, you start debating whether or not you could just like eat what's at home. Like you just like dig mm. through and find that like can of like chili beans. What, yeah, when you're desperately trying years. to find the reason not to leave your house. <laughs> yeah, you're just like, hmm, is this still good? Probably. I'll probably just heat it up. It'll be fine. It'll just boil out the boil. <laughs> It'll just boil out. Expired in 2012. Oh, it's still Lord. good, man. Like that's how you know when I when I initially moved out. My mom gave me like all these cake mixes and stuff like that, and I was like, these have been expired for 17 years. <laughs> I was just like, uh, like I was just like, okay, you know what? Like if you didn't use them in this amount of time. I'm sure as hell not going to use them in this amount of time. I was like, don't you pawn your, <laughs> your ex- expired cake mixes on me. And like, and don't alleviate your own conscience just because you're not the one that threw them out. Well, because th- that's all you, that's all you're going to do with it is <laughs> just throw shift, it out. Just shift the guilt. Well, it's like, <laughs> it's like, it's like when you bought this. That is absolutely something my mother would do. Parents do it all the time. That's mm-hmm. like, that's like a, parental superpower honestly (laughs) seriously though but like like i tried to tell my mom i was like you bought this shit when betty crocker was in middle school like and you're putting it off on me now i was just like no you no (laughs) is it no it's terrible you should have made a cake and gave it to her 
Oh God! But I mean, how how bad does cake mix go? If really? it contains uh, dried milk solids, it can go pretty fucking bad. That's that's what I mean, right? Uh. Like, like now some stuff I'm like, okay, because sometimes it's just like variations of like cocoa and flour, and that's it's it. A, sometimes it's just like a freshness like expiry date, mm. so it's like it's going to be real unfresh. <laughs> like, <laughs> but mm, like, I love my the, dust cake. The one, the basically, yeah, like you just like. The, Make the a one, fucking mummy cake, like. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember one time when, like, I actually kind of, it just kind of sunk in for me that canned soup really does go bad, it because does. I was I was cleaning out a friend's, uh, help, helping a friend like make dinner basically, and it was like, what about these cans of soup expired two years ago? For one, I never imagined a world where I would live long enough to see a can of expired canned soup. <laughs> uh, I threw out 12 cans? And two, I found out what it looks like when we tried to see oh, if it was no. still good. Spoiler, it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiled, it uh, was. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, it uh, there's like a threshold, and once you cross it, you just don't open the can you put that can in the garbage and you say good. Forget yeah. about it forever. You can stay in there. <laughs> yeah, like I'm all for recycling, but if something is like exceptionally disgusting and way past its whatever, I'm just like, you're gonna have to take one for the team there. You know, recycling dump, plant. Yeah, dump, like dump managers. Yeah, it was just like sorry. Like, that's the like, one. The one thing about the one thing I've learned about like keeping my fridge clean is that, you know. If something goes bad in your fridge, you either don't buy it again or resolve to use it next time. Like, yep. but nothing is worth. I've I've had food poisoning. It's not very pleasant. Yeah, don't don't do it. It's n never worth the chance. And never the one time, like, the eh. one time I accidentally accidentally ate something that was so rotten in my fridge, I've immediately vomited. Oh, it Ugh. was Lord. it was bad. It, it's kind of an embarrassing experience because I really should have known better really should have known better <laughs> i feel like there's a good story that however i thought this. enough salt would like mm. fix the problem it didn't you you uh you made the uh the the, the poor man's gambit and, and you lost it was right it, it, i i actually ate it out of guilt because it was my mother's leftovers that she had uh, given me oh no and then i was like i can't let these go to waste and they're like, i should have just thrown it the fuck out <laughs> well you did but you just chewed it first. I, I threw yeah. it the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> and let me tell you, was it was disgusting going down and rotten coming up. Oh, like, oh. You're going to make... Just stop. <laughs> we need to change topics yeah. right now. Speaking of things that make you barf. No. So getting way too drunk. I was actually just thinking about my worst hangover ever. I mean... About two years ago at New Year's. Oh. Okay. I was hung over the entire day i was up at about <laughs> nine or ten and did not realize just how drunk i was up until the point where i left to go for breakfast with the others proceeded to have the most ungodly the worst headache i've ever felt in my life for about the next six to eight hours oh uh, that, I did it, not recover for the entire day. It it kind of reminds me of the the one camping trip you came on with us, where you you rolled in say. the one day, 
just <laughs> I, you started that day real early with the drinking and then you just passed out on a bench for like six hours <laughs> yeah and I, we'd come out and check on you every now and then just to make sure <laughs> you were still moving just for, for as drunk as i was i do remember that uh i i think the the funniest part about it is is that we would just like periodically come out and then we would just like do shift changes and putting sunscreen <laughs> on you because you were in the middle of the fucking clearing. Were people yeah. legit putting sunscreen on me? Yes. I, I had multiple, no idea that multiple even... times a day because you were in the middle of the clearing and it was very, very hot out. Yeah. And you would have you would have been would have the color up. of this wow. can. Something <laughs> I learned something today. I had no idea that even happened. Yeah, we like nobody told, nobody actually told me. I remember I think I remember waking up with the blanket, but <laughs> Yeah, because you woke up in like the early evening and you were just good. For the rest of the day after that. Yeah. But, well, I mean, it was, you know, sometimes it's just nice to have a nap yeah, outside. Sometimes a nap is just what you need. An eight, six to eight hour nap after getting too drunk. Yeah, at <laughs> fucking like 10 in the morning. <laughs> Those, some of the best sleeps I've ever had were the night after like some intense drinking. Yeah. I just, I just remember, I just remember after you woke up, I think it was Chal that asked you, is this like, are you hungry? And you just kind of like got up and he just sort of like handed you a burger <laughs> and you just sort of like robotically, like, like with barely opening your eyes, ate the burger and then just lied back down and both. <laughs> <laughs> or just like, oh, okay, well, I guess you're alive. Like just do the mirror test every once in a while. See, see uh, yeah, we were all just like, is he dead? <laughs> I hope not. It's a long drive into town. <laughs> Oh man! Oh, so who who is that thing? Adam, you almost always have a thing, and we never get to hear it. Um, so it's your turn. You get to go first. <laughs> um. So okay. So I don't know. I don't know if I like am the only one that missed this. I don't know if you guys knew about this, but this is a little nuts, and this is this happened here. Um. So I found like a really old article when I was looking for. Um, looking at some like crazy news and apparently in May of last year, they found, they found a dead body in TD square mall, which is a downtown mall here. Excuse me. Yeah. Okay. So good. I'm not the only one that didn't realize this, but this is nuts. Like I read this today and I was like, how did I not know like <laughs> this happened? <laughs> So so May so May of last year, um, they found they found a body in the wall of the women's washroom in our big downtown mall. Oh, oh I heard wow. about this. So they straight up found a dead man's body in the wall, and they don't know how long he was there for. But they assumed that he snuck his way into the woman's washroom and crawled through the vent with probably ill intent. Uh, and I guess he slid into the wall portion and couldn't get out. And he died. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. A and apparently there was just like some there was just some maintenance staff that were in there and was just like, what the fuck is going on? And and I guess the smell and then found the body and then they, yeah, the fire department came and they got, got the body out of the wall. 
Like that's nuts. That's like, weird. I was yeah. just like, wow. especially like to happen at home and stuff. I was like, that's what? Uh, see. And, yeah, can you imagine being that maintenance guy who's like, there's, there's some weird smell coming from this wall, and duh. I yeah. I have to imagine to a point what that man was thinking when this happened. You're I like, I'm totally gonna. What I'm I'm going to fucking like. Mission Impossible my way into the women's bathroom mm-hmm. so that I can presumably look into like the stalls from above. I but then you fall into a wall. <laughs> There's no one to help you. Yeah. You that's... presumably didn't bring or can't reach your phone. Well, yeah, I imagine you were, he was pretty well pinned. No one is there to When did he even do this like do they, they have like they they don't know they don't even know how long like he was re- he's really been dead <laughs> like or was this per- but... during business hours did he have a long con like did he do it the night before hoping to like get the drop on somebody they didn't really say they just said like it, it sucks too because he was a young guy he's only in his 20s so um but what was he doing in the uh, ceiling they like... said they found him like uh they apparently said that um they believed from like footage and whatnot that he i guess that friday evening and he was found on the what is it the i think on the yeah on the third uh i'm not sure how far away that was um because it was last year but oh okay hang on um Oh, they found him Monday. Yeah, so they found him Monday uh, at 9.30 in the morning, and they said that Friday evening is when he slipped in there. So he wasn't there, like, a super long time. But, like, just a few days dead. But, yeah, like, it just, like... Well, because you could imagine that, like, he couldn't have been there that long because the sheer smell... Yeah, like... That that smell is not a good smell, and it, it permeates a lot of things. Well, let's put it this way. So, um, the, the creepiest Halloween I've ever had was when, um, I was about to leave for Red Deer. This was like four, four years ago. Yeah. I think like four years ago. And anyway, so, uh, I think I might've told this story before too, but I'll just recap quick. Um, basically on my, in the cul-de-sac I was in, somebody hit a cat, um, which really sucked. So there was a dead cat. And it was lying in the middle of the road, and some nice lady put a clothes dryer over top of it so nobody would run it over. I thought that was really nice, but it was still there, and nobody, like, took the initiative (laughs) to get the fucking dead cat out of the road. And Mm. I thought to myself, man, if I was dead and I died in the middle of the road, I don't want somebody to move me too. So I felt super bad, so I got an empty box, put the dead cat in the box, and I went and grabbed a shovel and went to go proceed to bury mm. the cat by the train tracks, um, which I lived by. Um, but so you can imagine Halloween night, it's dark. There's <laughs> El Gigantor here <laughs> carrying a shovel and a box with a dead cat in it, walking along the train tracks to try and find somebody to bury. Like, oh. so find a place to bury it. And I was just like, man, this is like. This is what Halloween movies are made of. Like, yeah, it sounds like the opening this is, of uh, this is Frank and exactly Weenie. the kind yeah. of thing that news stations have been warning parents about. Like, well, that's so I was gonna, I was gonna like drive him somewhere and bury him somewhere else because I was like, but I had no idea. So I was like, I was like, what's near train tracks? I was like, there is a 
there is like four feet of like loose gravel basically on this on this train track or around the train tracks so i was like okay so originally i was going to drive this dead cat somewhere else so i put him in the box and put him in my car and he was in my car in that box for about mm. Mm, a minute and my car was like stench central yep Ugh. so and this cat just got hit and was dead maybe an hour so a human body a full human body for 3 days inside a wall Probably not going to yeah smell very good. No, it's, it's it's awful. When I worked at uh, a movie theater, we had a bunch of mice die under one of our serving counters, Blech. and uh, oh, it reeked for for weeks before we got finally got someone in there to clean it out. That's super gross. Like it, it is really gross. What a terrible way to die. Yeah, I know, right? Like I don't know. Dark, confined, uncomfortable, hungry. Yep, <laughs> dead. It just, uh, yeah. A- anyway, it so just fucked. I-, I apologize about the dampening. <laughs> on that. So no, I just thought it was crazy that like I didn't hear anything, and I'm just like, what the fuck? When did this happen? You know, I remember it being mentioned, but I'm sure it just got overshadowed by other news. Oh, that's got to be it. But I was just like, it, it's hard I to believe this? that finding a dead body in TD Square got overshadowed by anything. <laughs> like that's kind of nuts don't you think so it, it's it's a little bit ridiculous right just randomly like in one of the biggest malls just finding a random dead body or like. just the fact that like i live in dover it, it, like hearing news about dover or surrounding areas of dover you're just like man did you hear about like the person that got shot this week and the only proper response is, well, which one? <laughs> because I, there's so many. I still think <laughs> I still think the best the, I think still think the best story out of your area there is the guy the guy that went into that local that local pub with a samurai sword. He had like some beef with some guy and walked in with just oh. like a, with a katana like strung over his shoulder like it was a fucking wild Tuesday. Bring your katana <laughs> night at the local club pub. Wow. Like, or just the one week where like three bars got shut up at the same time. Like it, it just <clears throat> it's it's weird though because like living near there, I never felt unsafe. Like and I still don't. I know. Like it's weird. Like all this crime happens, but it's like. Like I, Away, I walk. I guess. I, I'm outside, like anywhere between the hours of like nine and one o'clock in the evening. I've never felt unsafe in Dover. It's weird. I don't know. But the shit happens, and you're just like, should I be? Oh yeah, there's there's definitely shit that happens there. Shit I, happens. There's there was this one this one kid walking down the walking down the main drag there, and it was winter time. And the kid have a, had a scarf that was tied around his, like, book bag that he was pulling, dragging it through the snow mm-hmm. as he walked along. And I was like, you're making life so hard on yourself right now. <laughs> and he had, like, he had a long scarf. So he had, like, four or five feet of scarf that he's pulling, dragging his book bag through, like, like a foot snowbank the whole way home as opposed to just wearing it yeah and i was just like i don't know what you're doing friend yeah, some people <laughs> just don't give a fuck i just i 
I don't get it. But maybe it's his way of getting in shape. <laughs> fight <laughs> fight the power. <laughs> like um but um okay, so I, I have another happy thing if that's okay. Ooh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. What's your happy thing? So this is this is actually like considerably funnier than than dead bodies and walls and poor defenseless dead cats. But um obviously cuz a lot's funnier than that. <laughs> um so I don't think like I don't think I've ever heard of a ruling like this which which like really kind of tickled me a little bit. But so now let's say you you got I'm trying to I'm trying to think how I want to like <laughs> how, how to paint this how, how you want to paint this picture yeah so <laughs> so what exactly what exactly do you think the situation would be when and and wh- what would you what would you believe the cost to be if you were court ordered to pay for jet fuel for jet fuel jet fuel yeah like oh, that, th- uh... it can't be fucking cheap <laughs> <laughs> I I'd be thinking well, thousands and thousands, like tens to hundreds of thousands of dollars, depending on how much do jet we get fuel context? we're talking. So okay, so this okay, guy, I'm gonna guess twenty thousand dollars. Actually, you're pretty right on the nose. Ooh, um, I bet a dollar. So <laughs> I bet one dollar. <laughs> ah, that's the actual retail price. <laughs> um, so and this is also another home story as well. So a flight uh, leaving Calgary, bent for London, um, was um, yeah. It was what headed kind to- of crime is payable on jet fuel? <laughs> so, uh, so this flight was headed to London from from Calgary, mm-hmm. and a very drunk forty four year old British man decided that he was gonna. Double fist before his before his uh, flight started. Okay, so, sounds like a British man to me. <laughs> so he got pretty he got pretty festive, um, and I guess like there was lots of like videos of him. And this happened pretty recently. This was this was at the actually just at the end of January, beginning of oh, February. Okay, okay. So pretty recently, uh, there was lots of like tweets and social media garbage about him and stuff like that about him being belligerent and yep. stuff like that on the flight. So. I guess after they say after, you know, drinking as much as he did, because he drank a whole bunch before the flight and then wanted drinks uh, on the flight. And I guess the his bladder got the better of him. And he decided that it was now definitely time to go to the bathroom. Lovely. But it's it's in or outside of it. Now, hang on. He did try to head towards the bathroom. Unfortunately, they were in the middle of takeoff. So they told him. Sit down. You got to sit the fuck down and you got to pee later. Um, And he forcibly tried to get past (laughs) past the uh, flight attendants and was making a big scene and eventually calmed down. And then I guess he got belligerent again and was like, no, I'm definitely going to the bathroom. And they're like, no, the seatbelt side is still on. You got to sit your ass down and relax. So... I guess did, what happened. Did he follow orders? Um, so I guess what happened. <laughs> I'm going to guess no. Is he was just being, I guess he was just being just awful Sounds to like everyone. It. 
And this was like an hour into the flight. Okay. So they decided that the only way is they, they were like, we have to turn around and go back to Calgary. Yeah. They're we're we're like, going to have to abort this flight. Yeah. They're like, this guy is brutal. He's going to cause shit. It's no good. And it's like 14 fucking hours to London. Wow, that's exactly it. <laughs> how fucking bad do you have to be for them to turn a whole plane around? So I guess the problem was is the f- the plane was uh, evidently stocked with enough fuel to go from Western Canada across the Atlantic. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, I guess they had to, because it, they were planning on having that fuel gone by the time they landing, it was safe landing procedure for weight. So when they had to turn around and go back to Calgary, oh, they no. were way overweight. So they had to jettison a whole bunch of fuel because otherwise <laughs> they would be, they would have been flying around in the air in, so they jettisoned a bunch of fuel and had to fly around in circles for basically an hour to dump enough fuel to safely <laughs> land back in Calgary. <laughs> so oh, I guess, my. I guess so in the guy's kind of defense, um, I guess he was like a recovering alcoholic um, I guess he was. I don't having know. Is some... that a defense? Well, like in my it, defense, I've been really drunk before. Well, it's like it. It is and it isn't. I guess he like he did apologize. He said that like he was being super shitty. Uh, he said that he's recently had a death in the family and was like, I relapsed. I sh- you know I was a piece of shit. I'm sorry for so all he had the a bad times. Yeah. Oh, big time. Yeah. But, like at least he owned up to his shit. He was like, I'm a shitty person. I'm sorry. So. They did go to court. Um, they said because of him, um, passenger compensation reached about $200,000 for that flight. Oh, yeah. Uh, which was out of their pocket, uh, out of WestJet's pocket. They were just like, sorry. Wow. So the I guess the judge ruled that, like, that would be a little bit harsh. Like, the judge was basically like, We'd, I don't want to ruin the man. Because, like, if we charge him, yeah, like, if he's got to pay back $200,000. If you threw the book at him, he would be fucked for life. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, um, and I guess they they brought it down to sixty grand, and then the judge was like, that's still, like, considerably the more. Crippling amounts of debt. Yeah. So, they were just like, so they dropped it down to $22,000. Um, wow. and was just like, this is what, and I guess so he, he's going to have to still it. got off pretty easy. But like 22 grand is still a fair amount. Like it's not like, oh yeah, yeah. that's, that's gonna, he's, he's not gonna forget about it. No, I, that's do, for sure. I do believe he learned his lesson to like, but that's nuts. Like I didn't even honestly think of that, that where they were just like, they're just like, we can't land. But yeah. we gotta get you off this fucking plane. I, I've never thought of that before, but That's, it makes sense. You you can't hit the ground too you know too heavy. Yeah, you're, like, you're not expecting to. It just like, but yeah, I guess it's it's the one. It's so easy to forget about that the weight of jet fuel is a part of your and it's a lot trajectory planning because uh, it takes a lot to get across the, the it takes the a lot ocean. to fly for fourteen hours. Yeah, yeah. So I guess I guess it was. Yeah, because he had six six drinks of undetermined type uh, at the airport bar before boarding the plane um, and got unruly. But yeah, the the amount of fuel that was jettisoned was um, twenty one thousand two hundred and sixty dollars and sixty eight cents. 
worth of fuel. <laughs> so they're just like, is, yeah, you pay for the fuel. That is nuts. <laughs> and it's just, it's a, it's a, it's a weird, like, it's a weird but super fair ruling to it, just be like, you want to be a dick? Pretty fair. Yeah. I mean, he got off pretty all right. Like, yeah. No, I think he got off easy because they could have easily had a judge who said, "You just ruined a flight for all these people. You're gonna." You're going to be held accountable for that compensation. Hope you have a home somewhere you can sell. Yeah, wow. basically, right? Like, yeah, because that'd be rough. Like, could you imagine just being like, by well, the way? And that's part of figuring out the ruling, right? Is if you slap a a massive, you know, ruling on someone, you know, massive fine yeah. on someone who can't pay it, they just go into bankruptcy and you don't get the money anyway. Well, exactly, right? So, like... There, it's, there's a point to where I feel for this guy, but there's also a point to where, like, if you're pre-drinking that heavily that before a flight uh, i mean i kind of uh, you know what though like it's at first i was just like what because there's like, a point what? where you have to be sober for takeoff isn't there uh nope, not, nope. like not nope. <laughs> not necessarily and maybe not legally but like as long as you are sitting there like a good boy and they don't they don't have to worry about you. You can be but, doing whatever the fuck you want. But he wasn't. No, but this was and after I, take. This was like during takeoff where well, they had already and started. That's kind of what I'm wondering is like he was able to hold himself together enough to get on the plane. Yeah. And I, well, I think the point is, is he didn't. He wasn't like of conscious. Like he wasn't of sound mind to be like, oh, the seatbelt signs on. We're taking off. I think it was the drunk. I got to pee. And I'm going to go now, wherever it is, or whatever I have to do to pee. What I'm guessing happened was, at some point, either the captain or one of the crew uh, started perceiving him as a threat to either other people on the plane or to the crew themselves. That's and at that point, it's an immediate right. For sure. turnaround. You know, we're not keeping a danger on the plane. Well, he was uh, uh, evidently, like, like an hour into the flight, he started getting, like, verbally abusive and being, yeah. and being kind of brutal. So they were just like, well... We don't really want to go through what what did you say it was like like eight, fourteen hours? Yeah, like do you want to deal with that for fourteen hours? Like, well, you you just can't. No, right? it's just it's a, it'd be impossible to deal with that. Yeah. Like so, yeah. yeah. I'm I'm glad I'm not like an angry drunk. I just stop functioning and eventually go to bed because <laughs> life is just a bit too difficult to deal with. You're, you're an adult drunk. <laughs> just yeah, where I don't verbally assault people and try to like get into fights with people well like I, the story would be far different like when i first read it i was just like ah it's kind of a shitty thing to do like to be like and you know yeah. to know damn well however though like learning like yes you know alcoholic re recently recovered alcoholic yeah. and death in the family i was like and okay I mean, like, this guy it, like he didn't assault anyone right he didn't get physical with anybody yeah. he's just a shithead oh exactly on the flight right which is like it sucks for those people that you know i, I will accept a twenty two thousand dollar asshole tax i mean that's a pretty big that's like that's a pretty good asshole tax so yeah, yeah. i don't think they can necessarily like yeah yeah you can't i mean he owned up and that's that's hey, honestly and that's good one of the that's most part of it thing yeah because yeah, if he was just like i didn't do anything wrong i would have been like no 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 you get the two hundred thousand dollar asshole tax <laughs> you did plenty like, wrong here's your fine yeah here's why like here are the reasons why you are a piece of shit <laughs> let me count the ways yeah totally like it just i don't know 
it it'd be nice if you know what it'd be really nice if there was a legitimate asshole town. Yeah. Like there needs to be an asshole. <laughs> there there does. I feel like I'm gonna start petitioning for an asshole tax. Cause just like Man. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm with you there. I feel like there should be an asshole driving tax. No ticket bat. Yeah. Right? I think I think the fairest way to handle bad bad driving stuff is if you can hit their vehicle with a projectile or if you're a pedestrian with a bat. I with I a wish. sticker on it. I Whatever the was, cost of the damage you do is the price of their fine. <laughs> I I wish it was legal to uh, deliver swift retribution for people who <laughs> cut me off in unlawful <laughs> ways. Sweet, sweet vigilante justice. <laughs> yeah. Like, remember? I just want to nick their back bumper a little bit, you know. <laughs> just <laughs> roll your down a key in their car yeah. as you drive. <laughs> <laughs> like, what, do you remember? I'm just going to put a key on, like, a stick. Yeah, and they're just like, <laughs> it's just like, I don't, I don't like being like, I hate, I hate like, you know, cause like vengeance breeds vengeance and all that stuff. But like some people, it just sucks because they'll never learn their lesson. Um, unlike that guy, I think I mentioned that story before. Maybe this uh. guy, this guy broke into this guy broke into a woman's house and it turns out she was like a championship MMA fighter. Oh, uh, <laughs> I, I have heard of this. I think do you, everybody do yourselves a favor and look up what he looked like afterwards. Did she wreck him? Fucked he up. will never rob <laughs> the next thing he's going to rob better have a ramp because he got straight up destroyed. Like, this is see, I love it. Yeah. When stuff like that happens. like that there's some some young guy tried to beat up this old man. He's a super old man, but he was oh. like an ex Navy SEAL. Oh yeah. yeah. And he just like he's like, Oh, you wanna well, and it's great me because <laughs> you don't have to feel sorry for those people. No, because you're just like no, but you it's, got what you like, deserved. Well, because like when you hear a story about it, it's just like, oh yeah, like you know, holding up this, like, poor old man and taking his, you know, his fucking pension and, like, and being a dickhead. And then it's just like, ah, yes, but you just happen to choose the wrong old man. And I love those stories because it's just like, it's just like the sweet, sweet validation at that person getting destroyed and getting a lesson learned, right? Yeah. But it'd be cool, like, if those people would, like, go on the road and, like, spread that message. Be like, it's not worth it because you might pick this person. This might be the guy you pick and then you're fucked. That's what I mean. Like, they need to go on the road and, like, like go go on, like, tour and tell people. Go do, like, PSAs everywhere about how stupid it is to do those things. Absolutely. Oh, for sure it is. Uh... Jeez. Does anybody else have a thing then? Or shall we put Car on and make him entertain people for a while? We can put Car on. And by yeah, that, we can I make mean, Car entertain people. I will figure out how this works because I don't actually know. Like, this. You, you know those cars that, like, it, <clears throat> the old, like, 90s type shows where, like, people were racing in all of these cars with like different gizmos and shit, like 
with like the oil slick and caltrops oh, and like yeah, the yeah. smoke gas. I've always wanted those for my car <laughs> so that if somebody's tailgating me, I just pop the switch for the oil slick, watch them spin out of control and continue on my merry way. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm just going to like, it'd be nice to be able to just like paper mache, like, like blue and red shells. And then just keep them in your car. And when somebody like cuts you off, just hurl them out your window <laughs> at them. <laughs> I've always imagined using batteries like in that way. But I mean, only like there's only a, one like particular type of driver that deserves that level of ferocity. Yeah. See, and that's sort of like, that's like someone actively trying to run you over. And I've, encountered a few of those people well see i would rather like when people cut me off i just want to like i want to have a balloons filled with like mayonnaise or something like that make it like not damaging <laughs> but real inconvenient to be like ha now it's a hot summer day and your car's covered in mayonnaise <laughs> yeah enjoy the next 24 <laughs> hours of your life <laughs> like or just not, like not painful but irritating yeah or when their windows are down like just get like just get like bait from a paint shop and just like hurl them in their open window and oh, just man. be like <laughs> now oh. you just maybe think oh, of like yeah. throwing a handful of worms at somebody <laughs> <laughs> literally just... go back to like oh kindergarten <laughs> playground tactics seriously I'm like, dirt but I mean, on you. Like, it's it's one of the, like the least harmful things you could do to somebody they're probably going to freak out because I don't know anybody that's not a farm boy that like likes touching worms. No, that's fair. I I, uh, I, I kind of got over any kind of worm aversion when I used to go fishing with my grandpa. Right, and like you know, I that dug up worms fast. for fish bait. I did it all the time. Like yep. I have no problems with it, but I would love to see the reaction of somebody covered in worms. Mm -hmm. Or see what you do is you just throw an empty box that's just labeled like. Dangerous spiders. poisonous spiders. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And there's no actual spiders inside, but it's just an empty box. That person will pull the fuck over immediately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or a box filled with actual spiders. Yes. No. <laughs> I mean, I will take you out with me. Because <laughs> those spiders and I are both dying, but someone's going to come too. Like, or a like a Molotov spider cocktail, oh where it's a God. box that sets on fire and unleashes a horde of. Fiery, spiders. yeah, fiery, skittering spiders at you. It just, you know, <laughs> see, but the problem is you can't go too intense because you don't want to cause an accident either. So Are you sure? Yes. yes. <laughs> that's why. That's why something like, like, if I can invent a thing that just like shoots like rotten eggs or something like that, or like. Just balloons, like I said, filled with like ketchup or mustard. Are you going to unleash the dogs soaker. with bees in their mouths? And when they bark at you, they shoot bees at you? Yeah, or a super soaker filled with ketchup and mustard. That's perfect, because I'm just like, there you go. And then, then they're just like... What the fuck? Yeah, exactly, because they're just like, fucking great. Like, <laughs> you just like... Because all you can really do while driving is make things, like, mildly inconvenient. You can't do... It'd be great to do all these sweet ideas, but, like, if you threw a box of spiders, 
like that's going to be like a 30 car pileup. I'm just saying right oh, yeah, now. People like, are going to uh, die. Yeah, so, like, so many great ideas, but I think I just have to settle for going 10 under the speed limit. Yeah, just pull yep. in front of the Passive aggressiveness. Like, yep. fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, do we have car segments? Yeah, I'm, I'm all set. I think I know how to set this up. So stream, I'm going to try and turn this on. If we go silent, I promise we'll be back with car. I just have to figure out how it works, okay? Let us know if you can't hear it. That'd be so, uh, yeah, we'll be right back. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Carr, and tonight we continue the ongoing saga that is now become a full-on, well, scandal in Canadian government. So... I figure at this point with this whole SNC Lavalin thing is all I'd have to do is throw in a couple of sword fights and maybe a dragon or something. And I'd have a pretty decent episode of Game of Thrones at this point because we have just continuously going on the back and forth and this person betrayed this person and then this person said this other thing. So let me recap. So again, for those of you who may have missed or don't remember last week's episode, the SNC Lavalin thing. Uh, is SNC Lavalin is a company that is under prosecution for uh, bribery and corruption charges relating to contracts they took in Libya. Back in September, they were seeking to get what was called a deferred prosecution agreement. If you want to hear all the details about what that is, listen to last week's episode. Uh, and they were denied that by the then Attorney General, uh, Jody wilson Bull. In the months after that, uh, Wilson Robo basically kept saying again and again and again that she felt incredible pressure to rethink that uh, the decision regarding that deferred prosecution agreement uh, that that seemed to continue all the time from the prime minister's office. She eventually was back in January moved from being the justice minister minister and attorney general into a what's considered a demotion in the post. And then she then resigned when the Globe and Mail got into this whole thing. So. Uh, again, the really annoying part for the liberals, of course, is that SNC Lavalin is a pretty big company in Quebec and also a big donor to the Liberal Party, uh, as much as they can be under our laws here. So, I had to re-record this segment this morning because we the, we keep having more and more developments on this whole thing. But uh, as of so yesterday, which was uh, March the sixth, twenty nineteen. Uh, Gerald Butts, who was the one of Trudeau's top aides and had also resigned kind of in the wake of this whole scandal thing, had then went before the uh, Parliament Standing Committee on the Justice Committee for a grilling, basically. And so he testified basically the exact opposite of everything that Wilson Robo uh, testified about last week. So again, if you want sort of all the details about sort of what was talked about there, again, listen to last week's episode, because otherwise I'll be here the whole time just recapping that. But he basically came back and said that everything that they had talked about and discussed uh, with Wilson Rebel was all above board and in his perception, totally normal for the operations of the government and cabinet. Uh, to which, to be totally honest, I kind of call BS. So here's a couple of the of the things that, um, say, Gerald Butts was saying. First, that he resigned not out of a feeling of guilt or of, uh, you know, complacency in this whole thing, but he did it so that there wouldn't be a perception of his friendship and um, relationship with Trudeau 
further damaging and the and hurting the situation. So he wanted to make sure that there he was trying to remove that perception of a conflict of interest that one person got to resign and the other person didn't. Uh, now, also since this, we had uh, uh, the Treasury Board president, member of the cabinet, also resign uh, just in protest, basically. Uh, so again, we've got more members of the cabinet sort of disappearing there. But basically, what Butts was saying it happened was that uh, in September, when uh, Trudeau first asked Wilson Rabot if she had come to a decision regarding SNC Lavalin, uh, she had said that yes, she had, and she was going to let the normal criminal prosecution go forward. Now, according to, again, it's also to her testimony, Trudeau had said, Trudeau had said at that time, maybe just take one more look at it, please. Uh, now, Trudeau, of course, had also said that, that he felt that that was his duty because, first and foremost, that yes, while he is the Prime Minister of Canada, the thing that you have to remember about the way that the Canadian government works is that, strictly speaking, first and foremost, Trudeau is the Member of Parliament for Papineau. Now, Papineau also happens to be the riding where SNC-Lavalin's headquarters are. So... In a twisted sort of logic, by get by going and asking the attorney general to look at the whole decision about prosecuting them or not, again, he was strictly speaking doing his duty as the member of parliament for Papineau. Now, in practical terms, or in the strict sense of the term, right? Again, our prime minister is just the person who is in charge of the party that gets the most seats in parliament, but they themselves still have to be a member of parliament. Now, occasionally you have weird exceptions to this, such as when you've got Jadmeet Singh, who is the leader of the NDP, until only a couple of weeks ago, did not have a seat in parliament until he just won his by-election. So, again, that's another thing entirely. But anyway, again... Strictly speaking, Jasmine Singh's now first duty as a parliamentarian is to the people of that riding. In a practical sense, though, again, because of the sort of weird and twisted way that the American sort of system of the, you know, the person, the leader and everything like that has sort of bled into our own system is that more and more we have this perception that you are electing your prime minister and it, you just pick whatever party is the guy you actually want to be prime minister. But that's another discussion entirely. So, Butts is saying that Trudeau approached him on that, and then he continues to say that because they never got it in writing from uh, Wilson Raybol that she had finalized her decision on SNC-Lavalin, then he considered it appropriate to be able to continue, as he put it, provide information to the Attorney General so that she could make a decision with all of the facts. Now. I am absolutely a fan of making sure that my elected officials can make a decision based on evidence and data and things like that. That should be the case over just gut raw instinct of the general populace. And as we've discussed already before, SNC-Lavalin is a fairly large employer of Canadians, especially in Quebec and Ontario, uh, to say nothing of them, the sort of, you know, subsequent jobs that they create in other industries that then help to supply SNC, etc. Again, economics. 
That being said, continuing to talk to somebody for four months about this issue. So actually five, if you, so if we go, let's just say four, just, just to be conservative. Uh, if this happened near the end of September, then you've got October, November, December, and January before, again, Wilson Rebull was moved out of the position of uh, Justice Minister and Attorney General. So, that was yesterday. That was Wednesday. We fast forward to this morning, and Trudeau held a news conference this morning in which he had stated that there had been an enormous erosion of trust between himself and the rest of his office and his cabinet ministers, and that he was regretful that that had occurred. That was it. So we now have the case where when, and even when pressed about like, are you apologizing for the handling of this? He dodged and obfuscated like Aaron Burr in Hamilton. It was just ridiculous. Um, we now again have continued calls from Andrew Shear and Jasmeet Singh calling for, uh, well, in Shear's case, resignation of the prime minister. And in both cases, an actual RCMP inquiry into the entire handling of this. And to be honest, at this point, I almost fucking agree because this is just getting so ridiculous. We've got, I mean, completely contradictory opinions. Trudeau basically said the whole thing was uh, just a case of different people perceiving things differently. He said how he wished that Wilson Burrobo had approached him directly um, and said like, hey, these people keep bugging me. And I thought we had, you know, I, I told you that we were going to look into it. But again, apparently because she never said no, that was okay to, you know, call another freaking ideas. And anyway, <sighs> so that was this morning. And this is continuing to go on. So we've now got a case of Trudeau is running off to apologize to other Aboriginal groups up in uh, Nunavut and make apologies for past governments and their treatment of Inuit up there. When he said that, he's happy to apologize for. But as for breaching the trust of most of the rest of the country, apparently he could not give two shits. And this is again where I just, I get so frustrated because it's like, we... It almost feels like the whole, you know, you live long enough or you die the hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. And it seems like more and more that that just seems to be happening as, you know, what was supposed to be our golden boy of optimistic politics has just become so ridiculously mired in this. And I know that it's like, you know, when it comes to scandals in the grand political scheme of things, especially when we just look to our neighbors of the South, which seem to be having some of these daily I guess I should consider myself lucky, but it's still damned frustrating. Uh, so again, I guess we'll continue to watch this story because it's not over yet. And, uh, you know, again, if nothing else, maybe we can just throw the entire cabinet into a uh, a pit with some chain mail and a couple of uh, long swords and just we'll have them duke it out that way. Uh, it'll probably be just as entertaining and probably less damaging to the country at this point. So... That is all from me for today. Uh, I, again, of course, are going to keep an eye on this. And as we move into fun election uh, arena, uh, <laughs> yeah, this, this should be good. This is going to make for some very, very interesting debates this fall. That's for sure. But as always, my name is Carr. Enjoy the rest of Unfurled. And we're back. We're back. Are so we? This, yeah, this SNC-Lavala thing just keeps getting more and more just 
deep and it, awful. It's actually ridiculous. I was, uh, it was in the paper, and I was talking to a coworker about it, and I was just like, we chatted about like the whole deal because I was like, it's weird too because I, I a hundred percent applied there a like a long time ago. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. I will say it is nice to see our prime minister in the news and not just Donald Trump forever. That is also though. <laughs> I woke up this morning to some Donald Trump news. Not to to derail off the SNC Laval thing. We're going to be keep keeping on that for a long time, guys. Trust me. Uh, cars had two weeks worth on it already, and it's still going. Oh. So we'll probably hear about more about it next week. So pay attention. But uh, yeah, so Donald Trump's been in the news an awful lot, like. It just keeps getting more and more dense. There has not been a day where Trump has not been in the news. <laughs> but today I woke up and just really quick before we get on to email, sure. was was looking at Reddit. And uh, I guess there was some kind of, um, I can't remember what it was. Let me see if I can find it here really quick on Reddit. Actually, this will just be faster. Um, oh, God. So there was some kind of, of meeting uh for come on tell me oh i think i think i know uh, i can't remember what it was it was a uh uh meeting for a bunch of uh, there's american workforce policy advisory board meeting and uh and donald trump turned to tim cook who is the current ceo of apple and addressed him as tim apple <laughs> Oh yes. Right. On on national television, Tim Apple. Oh. <laughs> so immediately afterwards, um there has been an awful lot of people talking about Bill Microsoft. <laughs> right? Uh, Elon Tesla. Uh, and uh, stuff like that. That's been that's been a meme and will probably be a meme for a little bit now. Actually, by that logic, it would Trump would become Trump Trump. Trump, 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 basically, yeah, like, <laughs> um, but just a little bit of news from this afternoon. Apparently, Tim Cook updated his um, Twitter profile to be Tim Apple. Excellent. Like, like actually, just Tim with the Apple logo afterwards. <laughs> so that's, that's a, pretty uh, funny. Classic. That's pretty amazing, actually. But apparently, this is also not the first time Donald Trump has done this. Why? He, oh. he has referred to other people in this manner um i mean not everyone just uses your glorified last name and slaps it on literally every building you enter like donald trump does so i think that's what he just assumed <laughs> yeah I, th like, I think he's just assuming that everybody names themselves he, after yeah company you company's named apple your last name must be apple yeah right it's it's so easy to just think that's how that worked well and it probably does. does well that's what he does with everything so um but yeah so that's that's that, actually that ridiculous. is the little tiny bit of donald trump news okay um so it was quite a while ago so who is the i can never remember his name who's the ceo of amazon what's his what's his pickle uh i can see him like i know what he looks like and i know south park's depiction of him as well as this weird like brainiac alien uh, i can't remember jeff his name. bezos yes that's what it is so huh. so saturday night live and this was like probably one of the funniest like little quips i've ever heard them make because like 
they they always make fun of like an embellished Donald Trump, which sadly is not always super embellished. Um, <laughs> but normally, like the character, uh, the character that um, what's his face, um, uh, the Baldwin plays is like pretty is pretty like eccentric. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess like Jeff Bezos and um, Donald Trump had like a kerfuffle a while ago. I think we chatted about it a bit. I'm sure we did. They they had some sort of like headbutting competition because I think Donald Trump like made some snarky, shitty remark. Um, and what was it? S- Steve Carell was on Saturday Night Live playing Jeff Bezos. Mm-hmm. So, and he was talking about like his rebuttal to Donald Trump's like comments, and he was just like, oh, you know, mentioning like mentioning his like you know, shitty business practices and stuff like that. And he was like, he's like, if you'd like to want, know, if you want to know more about Donald Trump, you can always pick up his book. And I can't remember what Donald Trump's book is called, but like he picked up his book and he was just like, which a well-known fact is that it's actually the only book on earth with four chapter 11s. And I fucking <laughs> lost my goddamn mind. And I was just like, Okay, <laughs> I was like, like they came out hard out the gate with that one. <laughs> and I was just like, okay, it was pretty good. So oh, if nobody watched the out, art of the deal, the art of the comeback. That's what it is. It was the art of the deal. <laughs> uh, just like, oh my god, it was super good. Like that book came out the year I was born. <laughs> oh my do god, the art of the deal, nineteen eighty-seven. I do believe that art has change since yeah. then. Hey, he, wow. he's been you know the fact that he time. the fact that he has a book fucking astounds and amazes me. I mean he was in Home Alone. I mean <laughs> Home Alone. I am confident yeah. he never made that book. He just paid people to make it for him. But I mean there's definitely that as well. Like the fact that he has a book in his name at all. The fact that he knows how to read, (laughs) it kind of amazes me. I mean, like, he just, I don't, I don't, he's just, I don't think he's there. So I don't believe he's stupid. I just believe he's completely blinded by his own self-importance and arrogance to a point where he just does things never thinks about them because he just assumes that at this point he's always correct about everything forever Mm -hmm. i think that's the problem is he's not he's not confident he's supremely arrogant in like the most supernatural way a human being could be yeah and he just it it like it doesn't matter like it's he'd be like the person when you're like waiting in line at mcdonald's that just like goes to the front of the line just because he feels entitled to. Yep. Yeah. It just, that's just, and the problem is, is like everybody's accepted his behavior at this point to the point where they haven't fully accepted. I don't think anyone's the, surprised by his behavior. That's it's what far it is. from accepted. It's that's what it is though, is it's, but they're not surprised in such a way that it's partially accepted. It's, that they it just becomes sort of, so blasé. It, yeah. Nobody, like, nobody's surprised. Nobody's shocked. And like, we're all desensitized to this 
amount of bullshit. But that's the yeah. problem is they're so desensitized <laughs> that nobody really does anything anymore. They just kind of go, well, that's Trump. And that's just like his fucking tagline now. And nobody's like, should we do something about this? Uh, probably not. He'll just do something worse tomorrow. Like, <laughs> I feel yeah. like they're just tired of fighting. <laughs> I think is the problem. But huh? I'm all. Well, I was looking at it, and we don't have any. I'm all Jamal. No. So fine, whatever. Don't love us. Don't I us uh, I think Adam, since Tal's not here, why don't you take us out? I could to dinner. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know what's open at quarter to ten, but we can find out. <laughs> Chicken snack wraps for everyone. <laughs> Hooray! And by everyone, I mean the three of us. Um, but but excludey can't come. Oh. <laughs> no one likes excludey. Hey, fucking excludey. Uh, we would like to thank Omari and Scream Fox. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you have to do yeah, them both. I have to do them both. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, uh, Omari and Scream Fox for our um, our logo and the intros. Our, yes, logo <laughs> respectfully. and intro respectfully. Yep. Um, if you would like to get a hold of us, you can um always go to our webpage. And contact us through us at unfurl.net. <laughs> and contact um, us through the contact us page. You can you can also go to um, the I hear this every week but can't fucking remember it dot com uh, <laughs> and uh, um, do stuff. You can also join us in our D- Telegram chat. Um, which yeah. also there should be links on the website as yep. well. Unfurl.net. Everything is yes. there. You'll find our contact form in Telegram chats and Don't stuff forget in there. our Patreon page, wherever the fuck it's located. I believe patreon.com slash unfurled. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. And again, we we still deeply appreciate all of our patrons. You You make everything we do great, and hopefully we'll be contributing to making things even better. We're just really, really bad at organizing things, so I'm sure you've noticed by now. I mean, you don't make it great because it's still the low quality <laughs> broadcasting. You've it's come just to know it more well. clearly recorded low quality bullshit. Yes. Or what What's the status on that new piece of equipment we were getting? Shut up. we're we're working on it (laughs) i have now found a use for the sad gorilla emoji (laughs) where's our new equipment oh Uh, no um i think that's everything yeah that's uh that's pretty much the uh oh remember to smash that and headbutt that subscribe button and i mean if you love us you'll subscribe to us uh, you can rate us on iTunes if you want. Yeah, I don't know why you. Only to, if but... you feel like giving us five stars. Uh, uh, we haven't had a review on iTunes in like ten years. Did we mention us at unfurled dot net? Yeah. Any complaints? Go there. Anything? Go there. Just go there and send it. Just tell us about your day. We read it. Complain about us if it makes you feel better. Yeah, we can take it. And. Uh... Uh, don't forget to specifically bash Tal because he's not here and he can't defend himself. I mean, that's also an option as well. <laughs> don't forget to drink cherry Coke and vanilla Coke. I mean... And Coke Zero. Hey, no, don't advertise for them. We're not fucking sponsored. Yeah, like, if uh, you're going to advertise anything, advertise... Go buy a MacBook Pro. I mean, do uh, what you want. <laughs> spend your money on whatever beverages and or electronics you feel you would like to and um 
And yeah. that we're we're going away. Going away. Yeah, we're leaving. Because I'm going to bed. Have a good night, guys, and goodbye. Uh huh. I I hadn't done that in a while, so I figured <laughs> I figured I'd do that. Exactly. <laughs> ah, this windstorm just really picked up. It's really bad out here. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so Roland's dying. <laughs> So we should probably take him to a hospital or a vet or wherever the fuck we take ferrets. Uh, <laughs> anyways, as always, we love you. We'll miss you. And um, don't drink before you get on a plane. Because you might have a $20,000 fuel charge. Save your money. Buy things you like instead of jet Save fuel. money. Don't buy jet fuel. Yeah. That's, that's the tagline for this episode. Save money. Don't buy jet fuel. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. I'm glad you're back because I can't Ow. do those. <laughs> Makes you feel better. It hurt. <laughs>